This is Artifications. I am Roland Ramos. Welcome to Santa Rosa, home of Charlie Brown creator... Wait, what was that? You've never heard of Santa Rosa? No problem. A few quick reference points, and you'll know exactly where we'll be exploring. Santa Rosa is the political heart of Sonoma County, California. Sonoma County is in the region of land called the North Bay, one of the top wine regions of the country. People generally associate the area with flowing fields of vines, wicker baskets full of grapes, and an overall attention to sustaining a good quality of life. The whole of Sonoma County was populated by three main Native American tribes, the Pomo, the Sapporo, and the Coast Miwok. All three thrived undisturbed. That was until waves of settlers and their families moved into the valley. Foreign germs decimated the indigenous population. Many years later, a strong and short-lived Russian presence would leave its mark on present-day maps with such tributes as the Russian River and Sebastopol. There are 130 acres in this place, and they are 130 acres of the most beautiful, primitive land to be found in California. There are great redwoods on it, some of them thousands of years old. In fact, the redwoods are as fine and magnificent as any to be found anywhere outside the tourist groves. Also, there are great firs, tan bark oaks, maples, live oaks, white oaks, black oaks, madroni, and manzanita galore. There are canyons, several streams of water, many springs. I have been riding all over these hills, looking for just such a place, and I must say that I have never seen anything like it. Jack London, 1905 on his first purchase in Sonoma County. The county of Sonoma itself is really a beautiful, expansive place. You could spend your time taking it all in firsthand, or come with us and take this little condensed version of some art spots in a couple select towns. Sonoma County is important to me for a couple of reasons. One, it's a beautiful postcard of a place with a lot to offer the people who live here by way of scenic beauty and culture. Another reason is... a. I just moved here. Driving to my new abode, just east of Santa Rosa, we blazed by what reminded me of a Parisian country house. The sign outside read Melita Bed and Breakfast, and it never left my mind. Walking to town a few days later, I made it a point to stop by and just appreciate its quaintness. From my vantage point on the road, I noticed movement inside of a courtyard. I spotted a hat moving about, and he motioned for me to come around the side and meet him by the main entrance. I walked over and introduced myself to the hat and the man underneath it. Well, welcome. To Santa Rosa. Well, my name is Peter Perez, and I grew up in Southern California, graduated from the Art Center's College of Design, bought a one-way ticket to Manhattan in 63, and it took me until December of 99 to come back to California. From the moment I walked into the front door, 
I knew I had come upon something special. The well-lit space was filled with a variety of paintings adorning the wall and many others in the process of getting framed. It was here I first met the love of Peter's life, the Katrina. First of all, I've lost a lot of people at this stage of the game, you know. And the whole concept of this over 3,000-year-old tradition is to celebrate, honor, and remember the people who paved your way and who left before you. And by keeping their memories, their stories alive, you also keep them alive. The uh, ancient cultures, uh, the indigenous people, believe that uh, you die three times. You die the first time when your body ceases to function, a second time when your spirit and soul leaves your body, but the third and most tragic death is when you're totally forgotten as if you never existed. So by coincidence or serendipity, whatever, uh, a person, Marjorie Helm, in uh, Petaluma wanted to create the Day of the Dead celebrations and uh, didn't know how to go about it, but I've done many of these, so we started the Day of the Dead celebrations, El Dia de los Muertos in uh, Petaluma, which this year celebrated its 16th year. And then I took that as a whim. The first year I decided it could be a national event, so for the past 16 years I've been promoting the Day of the Dead, taking it all the way to Sydney, Australia. Pixar and other people start making animated movies about it. It's a holiday. It was a brisk October day. I was walking around my then-adopted town of Petaluma, crossing its namesake river, when I encountered my first Katrina. A human girl whose hair was tied back in braids with a face painted like that of a sugar skull. As the light dimmed and the number of costume participants swelled, I learned that a march was imminent. A small flotilla of mobile reliquaries began showing up, some in the shape of caskets adorned with the photographs of lost loved ones. Just before the march was about to start, a sea of candles erupted, street traffic was stopped, and we marched. It was overwhelming. We openly wept and let the running candle wax burn our hands. Small acts of kindness were everywhere as our collective commiseration continued toward the blocked-off street area in front of the Petaluma Library. Lively performances went into the night, and the whole thing was beautiful. The Sonoma County art scene is something that has been evolving since 2000 into a, a more popular and community-based events like the Day of the Dead or the uh, art trails or the studio, open art studios, which I think all are separate functions which could be created into one big unified thing. Uh, here, uh, everyone is struggling for the same buck. This buck Peter speaks of is no joke. The thing about Sonoma County is there is no central art scene. So when looking for the creative centers, one has to approach the county as a whole. The lack of specific art centers has led to many lively local scenes where residents of each celebrate their local creators. This also means there are plenty of charming gems hidden in plain sight all around Sonoma County. Two of my favorite are the bodegas. Say it with me. Bodegas. Yes, very good. For most anywhere in Sonoma County, the majestic coast is only a 20-minute car ride away. It was on one particularly beautiful Saturday morning, I made my way to the closest coastal town named Bodega Bay. Leaving early, I headed out onto Route 12, past Sebastopol, 
and approached the rolling hills of coastal California. What are you catching today? Um, we're going out for Dungeness Crab. Oh, you're going out now? Right on, hell yeah. Yo, Roland, how are you? Brad, good. What's nice up, Brad? to meet you, Roland, yeah. We'll probably be down to the dock about 5 a.m. Sometimes we leave as early as like 1 a.m., midnight, you know? Sometimes we're out there for four days at a time, you know? So, yeah. What do you do for four days at a time? Fish, man. Constantly fish. We got crab pots. We got 400 of them out there, and we just, uh, you know, go out there and, and rebait them and, and, and keep, you know, fish on. Uh, I'm a commercial fisherman. I fish for salmon and crab. That's what I do, and I love it. Bodega Bay is an almost landlocked tidal bay abutting the majestic shoreline of California. Bodega Bay has left its mark on many people over the years. The first ones to fall in love with the small bay were the Russians. In 1809, Russian Commerce Counselor Ivan Alexandrovich Kuskov created the first settlement here to support the establishment of the Russian military compound Fort Ross, located some miles north of Route 1. Its original name was Port Rumiansev. Walking along the shore of this elegant little sea town, it's easy to understand the allure. Looking out towards the bay, small fishing vessels come in and out of the small inlet. When the tide is out, a number of people walk through the mud and waders, digging for clams and other assorted bivalves. Just north of the bay, the sunset is celebrated nightly with rapturous attention. On one of my walks, I came across an open gate tucked away in a corner of the lower portion of Bodega Bay. My inquisitive nature paid off because I swear, it looked like someplace Gandalf the Great would hang out. Under a canopy of trees, structures made from knotted wood blended easily with their wooded surroundings. A large dance floor and a few bridges traversed a small stream that meandered through the property. It was Middle Earth, but there was not a hobbit to be found. So, I took the opportunity to dig a little deeper. Hi, this is Hannah. Hi, Hannah. This is Roland calling. I'm at the yes. gate. Sure. My name is Hannah Brailsford. Can you tell me what this place is? Yes, that's what we wanted to know when we first walked in here. What is this place? It looks like Narnia. And yeah, exactly. I hear that all the time, a fairyland. So we are a wedding venue. It's been here 35, 40 years. We bought it two and a half years ago. It was quite uh, unloved. So we came in and gave it new life. The first reaction is their mouth drops open. And then they just stand at the front and look around and they said, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like this. I never knew it was here and I've lived here for all my life. We have blooming trees in here, a creek running through the property. It's just fantasy land. And especially at night with all the lights on, it is it's just awesome out here. Uh, starting March, we start our planning period. So the gate is usually open Monday through Fridays, and uh, we welcome people to come in and take a look around. Some people might say, that's interesting, but Bodega Bay, that's for the birds. And they wouldn't be too far off. I 
I love working with Web Tigress. I mean, I thought I knew it all. That is, until I had a conversation with her, and she broke it down into three main parts I won't ever forget. Website design, social media management, and most importantly, content. As a social media Luddite, it's the Tigress approach that helps us and many others communicate effectively with our social media public. I particularly enjoy the ease of communication while discussing such topics as developing your personal brand reach. You can get a great deal just for being a listener of this podcast by visiting webtigress.com slash artifications. Webtigress, your first and last stop for successful web strategies. I see humanity now as one vast plant, needing for its highest fulfillment only love, the natural blessings of the great outdoors, and intelligent crossing and selection. Luther Burbank, famed American botanist. There are two towns, Bodega and Bodega Bay. They're exactly 4.3 miles from each other. I know this because I had the wonderfully stupid idea of walking it. And please, don't attempt that. While it's beautiful, it's incredibly dangerous. Bodega Bay has expansive views and abuts the famous rolling hills of Sonoma County. And Bodega? It's a little different. Situated after some wild twists and turns on Route 12 through apple orchards and vineyards, past Occidental and the Bohemian Highway, you come upon a straightaway of hills dotted with cows. In the distance, a white steeple comes into view, followed by the first signs of a town in a while. After a tight curve, you're greeted by a pedestrian crosswalk and a number of well-maintained buildings, each one more colorful than the last. At a fast rate of speed, you will remember only the colors that flew by the window of your car. This is Bodega. And you gotta be on point when you're driving through, because if you sneeze at the wrong moment, you're likely to drive right through it and miss the whole thing. That was actually my first experience with the town, but the most interesting thing I found about it was that while it's only two blocks long, Bodega sports four distinct art galleries. I had arrived in Bodega. I pulled into one of the parking spots across from the casino bar, where I can see all four galleries at once. The Artisan Co-op, the Cypress Gallery, Bodega Landmark Studio, and the Bodega Country Store. From the moment I parked the car, I was drawn to a weathered wooden structure just in front of me. Its open door was so inviting, but I didn't even have to go that far. I was immediately welcomed by a fresh-faced young lady named April Gibson. I'm all right. So the name is Cypress Gallery, and we're in Bodega, California. Our general feel is of the store is rustic, funky, bohemian, with a little outlaw twist. <laughs> all three of us that have the shop here we all kind of come together it's a very cohesive blend um so we all sort of share those things in common i specialize in a lot of uh, semi-precious stones a lot of wire wrapped jewelry a lot of brass and stones which seem to be really popular right now um unfortunately i'm one of those people that can't hone it in on one thing i like to do a, a lot of different things so um you know, that's one thing that you get when you come in our shop is there's a little something for everybody. Um, Cypress Gallery is going to have its third anniversary on March 15th. Um, prior to that, there were a couple of other galleries here um, after the coffee shop moved next door. The coffee shop was here for about 20 years. The other two galleries um, didn't last very long. 
it was one person trying to bring a bunch of things in on consignment and it was just not enough business and it was a burnout. So um, my friend and I decided to take over the space and create a little co-op. So there's three of us. We share the workload, we share the bills and share the space. So basically we work four days every three weeks. Well, um, we're lucky enough to actually have a pretty good local following. We have a diverse uh, array of mostly jewelry, but a lot of funky, weird, uh, not really run-of-the-mill things that people are used to seeing. Um, our prices are right because we're owner-run and operated, and we don't have a lot of things on consignment, which is jacking up the prices. So we really do have a good core local following. Uh, the only advertising that we do is just Facebook. But other than that, in the summer, I mean, you can barely get in the door. There's so many people here because of all of the people just passing by. But once somebody comes in, we get return uh, tourists as well. They they came in here once or they brought their friend in here and they we stuck in their mind because we're different. All of our displays are repurposed, upcycled. It's very funky and rustic and it's different than the other galleries in town. Because it is a tourist town and we are near the beach, of course, there's people coming through year round going to the beach. Um, of course, summer is the busiest months, even though it's not necessarily the best weather. Uh, we have a handful of folks that come to visit the coast in the fall when they know that that's the best weather. Um, so we do a pretty good fall. Uh, winter is obviously a little slow. This year has been probably our slowest time because of the amount of rain that we've had. You know, we've been flooding, the Russian River's been flooding. It's just been a little crazy here in, in um, western Sonoma County. I took the opportunity to inquire on the prevalence of artist co-ops in the area. An art co-op or art cooperative is an autonomous organization that is democratically controlled and generally recruits their directors from within. Um, I, I would think so. The gallery a couple doors down has 70 plus members and they've been, they just had their 20th anniversary, I think, something like that. So it really seems to work and it fits in with people's schedules. You can have a day job and um, do your art and make a living. Practically next door is the Artisan Co-op. Its clear windows open up to a spacious, well-organized interior. The variety of items in stock are pretty heady, including a large assortment of fabric, photography, craft, and fine art. I stopped in to learn how they are making arts accessible for artists and patrons alike. Libby Kirk, I'm one of the member artists in the space. It's Artisan Co-op. I think there's, I have to count, 15 to 18 members, and then we have consigners. So all together, there's about 50 artists here. The members pay rent and sit the gallery, and the consigners pay a commission. I've been doing this since I started in 1994. I used to be at another gallery out in Bodega Bay, and I drove by this all the time. And when that gallery, when I left that gallery, I just came in here and applied. I do fused glass. It's glass put together and fused in a kiln. It takes two firings. The first one, everything gets fused flat. The second one, every, if you want to give it a shape, you fuse it again in a mold at a lower temperature to give it a shape. It's a very neat little town. Um, it's claim to fame as the birds, and people often come by to see the church and the uh, 
a schoolhouse. It's a stopping place. They have a coffee shop, and people just stop on their way on their trip. A lot of people just speed through, but an awful lot of people stop. It's surprising it supports four galleries, but it does. In 1963, the famous film director Alfred Hitchcock filmed one of his most memorable films right here. That's right, The Birds, starring Tippi Hedren, remains one of his most popular films. Production for the film took place in both Bodega and Bodega Bay. References to the movie are very hard to miss. The popularity of Hitchcock's films cannot be overlooked. It has spawned a number of Birds-themed locations, ranging from the Birds-themed restaurant overlooking the bay, the Birds-themed visitor center, all the way to the Country General Store, located in Bodega, which dedicated most of its space to memorializing this historic film. We now meet the curator of this offbeat collection of Birds memorabilia. If you're having any trouble finding the Country General Store, just look for the Alfred Hitchcock mannequin standing outside. What? What's the deal with that thing? Well, that's a mannequin with an Alfred Hitchcock mask. Um, it's made by a famous, famous, a very famous mask maker called Cesar. He no longer makes um, masks, but it's very realistic, and they're very hard to find. Uh, so that's uh, he's like a centurion guarding guarding the uh, the store. My understanding is the largest collection of Hitchcock memorabilia, but it started about eight years ago. I started collecting um, small pieces, um, and it just grew and grew and grew and grew. Um, so I'm a bit obsessive-compulsive when it comes to collecting, so that's sort of how the collection grew to where it is. But um, uh, we have uh, uh, some original pieces and some pieces that uh, Tippy signed here. She, Tippy, the star of the movie, is a regular guest of the store. She's here every Labor Day weekend. So she's, uh, she does a private event here on Labor Day. It's Michael Fami, and I'm owner-proprietor of the Bodega Country Store. Most people were fascinated. I mean, most people were frightened of the birds, the movie The Birds. I was, I was more fascinated than frightened. So to me, it was more about, I was more interested in the, the, uh, the uh, mechanics of filming and how they did certain, certain uh, scenes. And uh, my interest was in movie making. However, moving to the town of Bodega, where the, uh, we have a large number of people that come here to, to because of the movie, um, I thought it'd be a good idea to start collecting and uh, showcasing these pieces. Um, n nothing other than their, that um, it's you know a large collection of movie memorabilia, very specific to this town, this area, and uh, Hitchcock. Oh, I do have an original piece that's um, that's an actual prop that was uh, used in the movie. It's right now it's on loan with another collector, um, but it's uh, autographed by Tippy and Veronica Cartwright who was, uh, played Kathy in the movie. But it's an original prop that was uh, uh, used to uh, demonstrate the sophistication of one of the characters. It was a, a, a kind of a uh, mosaic, Picasso-esque painting that was on the wall of one of the scenes, or several of the scenes. So uh, that's probably, the, that's an original prop, and original props are really uh, difficult, difficult to come by uh, from that era. There, there get visitors that come from all over the world, and sometimes I'm very surprised um, about who they are and they've made this journey. Um, uh, one specific couple from Germany, uh, Frankfurt, uh, the Frankfurt 
paper put us on the cover of their travel section, uh, their Sunday travel section, and they actually made a pilgrimage here with the actual newspaper for me to sign. You know, they were so impressed by the article and the collection that they, uh, that they, uh, that they came from Germany here. And, you know, we get people like that from South America, Argentina, Japan, China, Russia, uh, just from everywhere. And it's just sometimes I scratch my head. I'm not really, it just doesn't really phase me anymore. Well, hopefully someone will be able to take it to the next level and would appreciate, it needs to stay here and it needs to stay in Bodega. It belongs here. So hopefully whatever uh, new um, owner or business person uh, buys the business, um, they'll appreciate the collection and keep the collection. The most visible gallery in Bodega is the Bodega Landmark Studios. This is the last building you see in town before you head towards the coast. I was greeted outside by... Lorenzo DeSantis. I'm the principal of the gallery. I'm the owner and director over 30 years. This is the Bodega Landmark Studio Collection. How many uh, members do you currently have in your collective? Uh, approximately 24, featuring local West County regional artists. It, well, it leads to uh, a long-term business model because of the frequency of vi visits, even by local and regional people. We're able to build a clientele and a following for local artists and regional artists, which probably would be impossible in most geographic areas of the nation. I was previously on Highway 1 in Valley Ford in the late 70s. In a very, I started in the parts room of a Texaco service station and converted it to a gallery. And then this venue presented itself in the mid-80s and I was able to quadruple the space and therefore the objects of art included. And I'm not a very good person for identifying people or being starstruck, but you always have to be on, uh, prepared for anybody walking in the door. It could be a potential patron. Heading down the sunny slope towards the coast, you get to Route 1, that historic strip of road that heads north along the majestic California coastline. I mean, let's be real. You can hear all about it from your friends, see all the videos online, but until you're actually faced with it, you really don't know what kind of a blubbering mess it can turn you into. Hashtag all the emotions. Half an hour north from Bodega Bay is where the legendary Russian River meets the Pacific Ocean. Heading east from there, you come upon little towns nestled under the ever-expanding canopy of the redwood trees, with names like Jenner, Camp Meeker, Forestville, and Freestone. And the biggest little town in the area, Guerneville. Well, if it were me, if I were a, a wealthy business person in Silicon Valley or San Francisco, I would be excited about the idea of coming to this small little town, this, which is kind of a bohemian town with a... a pretty sizable gay community and a colorful past and a not so colorful past. And That's a lot to say about a small town, but it's quite spot on. Early in its history, Guerneville's natural abundance of redwoods earned it the nickname of Stumptown because it was so heavily logged. In fact, the city itself was named after the Swiss immigrant George Gern, who was the owner of one of the area's earliest sawmills. Guerneville's popularity seesawed through the middle of the 19th century. Since the 1980s, Guerneville has remained popular with the LGBT community by holding multiple popular events throughout the year. 
including hosting Sonoma County's annual Pride Parade. Okay, my name is Mark Leffendahl. I'm a local Sonoma County artist, and um, we're standing here in my art gallery, which is on Main Street in Guerneville. I started this gallery four or five years ago when things had really slowed down in the town of Guerneville. It was, things were being shuttered up, and um, town was looking pretty sad, so I had a great opportunity to grab this space, which is a nice, long, narrow space, which is perfect for an art gallery. Good wall space and narrow on the interior to maximize the amount of room for my art. And in the back, there's a big uh, sort of open, well-lit square gallery for the larger pieces. And um, I've got recently installed some new windows and doors, which was um, paid for by Sonoma County, which is nice to get some fresh air into the gallery. During the summer times, uh, the uh, tourists come and things, foot traffic really picks up. And during the winter, gives me some, a little bit of downtime to create new works. And I've got my art here in the art gallery, and um, I'm also going to be preparing for a show at Fulton Crossing, which is just up the road in the town of Fulton. It's, it's like stepping stones. Um, like I said, I started out in the smallest of coffee houses and gradually moved into some restaurants with notable art scenes and uh, art curators, and I'm very excited to be showing at, um, like I said, Fulton Crossing, which is um, where some of the top Sonoma County artists are showing. I'll be hanging that art this the end of this week. And then, you know, hopefully we'll go from there. That's That'll move on to other things. I would like to show my art in a, in a reputable gallery in San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, who knows, you know, the sky's the limit and I'm not limiting myself. I think that, yes, I think that Sonoma County is, is really making an effort to, uh, to support the arts. Yes, I, I think that there are resources out there for me. There's programs, there's grants, but really, it's, it's like I said, it's up to me to just come into the gallery every day or four or five times a, a week and just keep working and keep producing art and keep looking for the next show and keep selling the art. So it's really about me and, and me making it happen. For other people who aren't as lucky to have their own gallery, those resources are very important. Well, I've lived in Sonoma County now 20 plus years, 23 years. I worked in the wine industry for many years, 10 plus years. I was uh, worked in tasting rooms and graduated on to wine sales. One is selling somebody else's product and one is selling my own product, which is nice because I'm my own boss. And the other thing is I don't currently have any employees, so that keeps overhead down low. Mark's gallery is one of a few on River Road. Walking down the sidewalk, I can easily imagine a bustling scene in the heat of summer. That being said, take care to plan your visit during the off-season by calling ahead, as galleries mostly stay shuttered. One thing I enjoyed immensely about Guerneville is their celebration of the Russian River. On my way to view the river, I was attracted to a small fabric shop with a colorful exterior. Upon entering, I was taken aback by what I saw. All kinds of projects littered the walls, including these supremely awesome one-of-a-kind guitar cases. A high level of skill was required to make all these wares. I had to find out more. My name is Coco Johnson, and this facility is a creatress shop that has all things colorful and wonderful. 
I came here to visit. Three months after I was here, somebody said my friend is selling their business and then they have another friend that they want to invest in you. And then I had a store. <laughs> that was that quick. My specialty is sitting at this sewing table and making things or fixing things that are broken. I do a lot of fixing things that are broken. I call it menditating. <laughs> it's good to take care of what we already have rather than producing more and more and more. There's so many ideas that happen all the time that I've, like, if you look at a piece of fabric, all of a sudden it just appears. You're like, oh yeah, like that bird and fish fabric over there. I somebody gave me that piece of fabric and I stared at it for the longest time. I probably had it for two years, never even opened it up. I said, what am I gonna do with stupid fish fabric? Nobody wants stupid fish fabric. I opened it up and there's birds on the top. The next day that case was made. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> I still do what I love. I come here every single day, even in the flood. I sat right here and I watched documentaries about corrupt bankers and I made stuff <laughs> all day, every day. A majority of my business is from the local community now here. The tourists come through in the summertime and buy things, but the local people are what really support the business throughout the winter. They pay my rent here. In the summertime, the tourists come in and they spend money and they frivolously buy things to take home that say Guerneville on them. I actually bought a fabric marker and people say, oh, do you have any Guerneville t-shirts? And I say, I will write Guerneville on there for you. <laughs> they love things that say Guerneville. Fix it. Thanks for listening to what is only the first half of our Sonoma County podcast. Stay tuned for part two. Subscribe on iTunes or visit us at artifications.us for more details. I strongly encourage everyone who is listening to visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash artifications. Supporting us through Patreon gives you access to every full interview, special mini podcasts, and song selections from some of our favorite musical acts. What we do is an arduous process involving traveling, scheduling multiple interviews, script writing, and endless hours of editing. All this before we even start post-production communication. Showing your support through Patreon only lets us know that this is as important to you as it is to us. On a more personal note, these are difficult times we are living in at the moment. With a political air that reeks of fascism, many in our artistic communities are feeling demoralized. We here just want to take a moment to remind you that as artists, we are capable of so much more than we know. Our singular ability to create something that communicates emotional content is a strong gift indeed. One that we need to harness and utilize more than ever. With this, I remind us all to not focus on the current state of things, but to envision the world you desire to live in. Together, we are capable of creating the world that we really want. What are you doing that helps you navigate these trying times? Let us know by dropping us a line at artifications.us and leaving a comment on this topic. Your answers can help others who are struggling with this question. Or email us your answer at connect at artifications.us. Thanks to my special friends in Sonoma County, who remind me that while I may be new here, I always have a home in your hearts. Special thanks to Mark Stanger of the Denver Art Society for his continual musical contributions, and to Peter Perez for making a Yankee feel right at home on the West Coast. And special thanks to all you listeners out there. 
Send up a flag and we'll be sure to address your questions when you email us at connect at artifications.us.